This episode of SAP Experts Podcast is a full circle moment for me. That's because the very first episode I ever hosted by myself, episode 64, was about gamified approaches being a game changer in business consulting and learning. In that episode, I discussed how SAP uses gamification to collaborate with our customers while enabling business value identification. In today's episode, we revisit this topic, but this time we take the leap from theoretical to practical. Today we will talk about how SAP S4HANA virtual board game simplifies the solution and value discovery for our current and prospective customers. And not just that, but this gamified approach also provides useful, tangible outcomes to the players. Which is why today I'm joined by the brains behind this gamified approach, Saurabh Chaudhary. Saurabh has over 13 years of sales, pre-sales, consulting and agile coaching experience in the IT industry across various global firms. Saurabh joined SAP in 2011 as a management intern and during his tenure has worked on many key customer-facing projects like SAP by Design product launch, Ariba sales and today Saurabh is the part of SAP S4HANA go-to-market and solution management as the global director leading the gamified SAP value discovery experience track. Saurabh also has an entrepreneurial spirit and has co-founded two dot-com companies. He has an MBA from Indian Institute of Management, Bangalore, an Executive Management Diploma in Leadership and Strategy from Howard Business School. On a personal note, Saurabh enjoys spending time with his two little girls and wife and trying local cuisines while traveling. We are also joined by two returning guests, Bill Bowers and Nabil Siddiqui, because a radical innovative approach like this one requires leadership and teamwork to become a reality, which is what Nabil, Bill and yours truly provided. As always, my name is Akshimola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome Saurabh to the SAP Experts Podcast. Thank you, Akshi. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And welcome back to Bill and Nabil. Great to have you guys back. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I tell you, the innovation IQ on this call is really high. I, I feel like an honor to be here. So <laughs> thank you. Pleasure to be here as well, Akshi. Of course. So as you all know that this episode is kind of a full circle moment for me because my very first episode that I ever did by myself on SAP Experts podcast, it was all about gamification with Dr. Barry Fishman. And in that episode, we talked about how gamification works, the psychological aspect of it, and how Dr. Fishman uses it for education, but how we at SAP use it towards business consulting. Now, my hope for today's podcast, y'all, was to take that theoretical aspect and move it more towards practical. So, Saurabh, I have my very first challenge for you. Some of our audience members may not have actually gotten a chance to listen to episode 64, or even if they have, why don't you go ahead and give us a refresher on what gamification is all about? And is it really a new concept that some folks make it out to be? And could you also share some examples, some common examples for our audience to make it more real? Absolutely, Akshi. Uh, thanks again for inviting me. It's great to be here with my core game team, 
uh, Bill the leader and uh, Akshi, uh, you and Nabil, my game partners. So before I jump into talking about gamification, uh, I have a special announcement to make. So oh. uh, for our listeners, right? So gamification is all about two-way communication. It's all about conversation and collaboration. Now, we don't want this podcast to be just one-way knowledge transfer, right? We want sure. our listeners to participate. So this is the deal. Listeners out there, we have a surprise for you. We have a surprise gift. For active listeners who are participating, there will be some questions and activities. There will be three quiz questions hidden in this podcast. If you are able to answer three of them or get maximum points, send your answers to Akshi and we will decide the winner and you will have a surprise gift. And not just one, we'll have two winners. So that's the deal. With that, let's start gamification. I now request all of our listeners, Akshi, Nabil, and Bill, to close their eyes. Please close your eyes. Sounds good. Okay, no one is cheating. Nabil, close your eyes, please. Yeah. And <laughs> listeners, close your eyes. Now I want you to think of the last time you played a game with your friends, with your family, with your peers. What game was that? Don't don't tell the answers. What game was that? How did you feel? Regardless of your win or loss, did you enjoy the moment? How long did the game go for? And would you like to play again? Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Keep your eyes closed. Actually, keep your eyes closed. Listeners, the next question. Now think of your last office meeting, right? Be it an internal meeting, be it a customer meeting. What were your reaction? What were you presenting? What was the customer's response? Were you nervous? What is the outcome? And how long did it go? And now you can open your eyes. So, Bill, did you feel a contrast of emotions between the two events? <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to say the least, when you uh, uh, think of the, the gaming experience with your family. Yeah. Although I, I have to say, I do have fun at work as well. So, it of course, and I, I could see Nabil having two different faces. Nabil had a game face when he was thinking about the game; he was smiling, and then when he was thinking of the office, he had an angry look. Oh my God, he was almost frowning. And that's the reality, friends. I'm sure right. the listeners also had the game phase and the real world phase. In right. the game phase, we have the best versions of ourselves, right? We are smiling, we are happy because we know we are skilled as something. And regardless of the win or loss, you enjoy the moment with your friends, peers, and family. In the real world, sometimes we are cynical, right? Mm. We don't smile, smile as, as often as we are kids. Why is that so? Now, what if we could combine the best of these two worlds? Right. The real business scenario, which is important, and your social activity like gamification. If you combine both of them, this is what is solving real-world problems using a game-like design or a game-like experience or game mechanics. This is gamification. And actually, you, you asked me, sort of, is this new? This is not new. It has been around till 750 PC. In fact, there are a lot of common examples. Actually, I know you're a coffee drinker, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so do you get your favorite Starbucks coffee free on your birthday? Well, not just on my birthday. I get it all the time because I have so many stars with Starbucks. And as you can, all the listeners can hear it from my voice on a weekly basis. I'm always caffeinated. So, yes, of course. Look at that. That's that's one example of uh, gamification. Starbucks leading the way. Bill, and I know you are a globetrotter. Uh, listeners, Bill has traveled over 80 countries. 8-0, you heard that right. 
So, Bill, you have a lot of travel miles. Tell us about it. Oh, I've got a ton of travel miles. I'm a lifetime platinum member with one airline. We'll mention the airline, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, not, not as much over the last 18 months, but uh, hopefully it'll return. <laughs> oh, amazing, Bill. Amazing. I wish you can transfer some of those miles to <laughs> three of us. <laughs> so now, Nabil, you are a fitness freak, and I know you have six apps for listeners out there. So, Nabil, tell us about the Apple badges, how you track them, and how it motivates you. Yeah, so sort of, uh, every time I complete my steps, uh, my daily steps, I get a badge, and that makes me more motivated to increase my target. And that is how I increase my targets using the badges and getting points. Excellent, Nabil. So Starbucks, uh, Air Miles, Apple Watch badges. So these were three examples of gamification in society. So question one for the listeners, pay attention. Apart from these three examples, can you give us two examples of gamification in your life, either you about you or around you? So that's question number one. And with that, Akshi, I give it back to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All of the examples, uh, Saurabh, that you gave are so relatable. You know, coffee, obviously, always caffeinated. And loyalty points, they're all around us. And also keeping up with your fitness. You know, my bar classes, that is also something I have an app for and I always love getting my badges for. So yes, to our listeners... Do think of your own examples because gamification is not this alien concept. It is around us. And yes, send your answers to me. So with that said, Saurabh, when you were asking us to imagine the two scenarios, right? Having a regular meeting versus playing a game. Yes, they are contrasting, but also a lot of times in corporate, we say, well, don't fix it if it's not broken. If a traditional method works, why does you not stick with that? So was there an incident that sparked the innovation? And tell us more about that. Oh, wow. Actually, uh, if you take me back three years, uh, goosebumps right now. So it all started with a team of site, an unhappy customer, and some good food and a game of cards. Wow. I'm serious. In that, that even actually happened in that sequence. So it was Bill who organized our team of site in London, right? Uh, it was a beautiful office in London. Uh, it's called the Clockhouse Office, completely made of glass. When we reached London office, we saw Bill sitting in one of the large conference room with German snacks, mini pretzels, and a lot of chocolates on the table. And also he had colorful stickies and sarkis with him. And Bill welcomed us into the room saying that, guys, welcome to the design thinking session. How do we improve customer engagement? So that was the start. Over the next three or four hours, all of us got together. We started discussing different examples on how we can change how we engage with our customers. Now, on the flight from US to uh, London, that is a long flight, I just read the book by uh, Dan Pink, which is The Drive. Dan Pink talks about the intrinsic motivation theory. There are three main elements which go above and beyond just monetary or compensation packages to employees to motivate them. They are autonomy, mastery, and purpose. In fact, recently, as per the Gartner study, 70% of the employees do mindless work without a real purpose. So as we're doing the design thinking, discussing these concepts, we came up with a solution, and that solution was gamification. Now, everything in theory looks good, but we did not have a real customer example to actually pilot it. So we just ended the day, and Bill had planned a nice team dinner. We went out at a team dinner, and Bill got a call from a senior leader in the US. It was still daytime in the US. And the request from that leader was that, hey, we have a large customer, insurance co corporation customer in the U.S. 
the customer is not happy with the ongoing finance presentations they think it is too boring and too lengthy and they want to cancel the next procurement session which our team was supposed to host right bill just smiled he kept the phone and he looked at us and he said guys we have our first customer so two weeks down the lane i still remember it was early march 2018 chilly winter morning i was in chicago looking at a 52 towered building and i entered the building this was the insurance corporation amazing view from the 52nd floor and i see nice mexican food laid out right and the cpo comes out and tells sarav bill has told me that you need only 65 minutes is that right for this workshop and i said okay but what's about the food she said let's have a working lunch our calendars were too busy to have everyone so i was petrified there were all there were so many people in the room stone faced looking at me uh, and munching nachos and uh, i had planned a game of cards so i requested everyone not to get messy with their hands and we started playing a solution discovery and a value discovery game using a set of cards mm-hmm. now over the next 65 minutes the entire procurement team they started collaborating they started sharing their challenges they started challenging each others because there were points on the table they got when they selected relevant capability and on the glass walls we saw a triangle which had the relevant capabilities by current short term mid term and long term with the name of the players who took ownership of these capabilities and on the right hand side we had a set of other uh, sticky notes which had the value drivers so the operational team was also looking at the why and the what during the 65 minutes the cpo asked me to come outside the room and she told me sir we have never seen 100% participation from anyone in the finance day one we had 100% participation day two we had 70% and day three only half of the people actually came to the workshop and she was amazed by the outputs in fact after the workshop bill will tell you the procurement had shared the value map which we created with the finance head and they actually got funding not just for sps for hana which was the product in the discussion but they also procured ariba using the funding from the savings they got from uh, s4 right and they went on to have a press release telling about the benefits of other capabilities which are discovered during this gamified workshop and also they were on stage with christian klein in sapphire bill anything to add to this yeah no i mean it was just i have to say it was amazing right there were two outputs from the session one was the pyramid that had their their plan of what they wanted to do and the other was a work plan that had the names by what they actually wanted to take advantage of in uh in our solution and and the value that they would get and they went on to to uh implement that scope in 2 to 3 months so quite honestly was was blown away but but one of the f- funniest things that I'll never forget um they actually wanted to um uh have another session after our our next release of our our cloud product and um the finance team they did learn from the first round and they were uh, just finishing 3 hours of death by powerpoint and um i never will forget i'm on the call and i'm, I'm getting ready for the the session that sarab's going to deliver and the cpo goes sarab are we going to play the game again she's so <laughs> giddy she she's almost shaking she's so she's so happy because she just sat through 3 hours again of finance right so not only did we get an outcome for the customer but we created emotion with the customer that really uh uh i it was just um unfathomable and especially when i think of where the game was then 
and where where we are now, it just shows the power of what you can do with gamification. Yeah, actually, I would just like to point out the first step, right? The team offside and the design thinking session. I would say if that had never happened, uh, the entire gamification project would never have occurred, right? So it is the leader. It is Bill who actually believed in the project and made it possible. So I think for the listeners out there, this will be a great takeaway that have your leader believe in you and, and how you want to show up different. Uh, in front of your customers. You absolutely uh, took the words out of my mouth, Sarah, because my brain was still stuck at the spread that you had in London. The German snacks, the chocolates, the pretzel, and sticky notes. So any leaders out there, if you want to really encourage a culture of innovation with your team, you know the recipe. And the next part of that recipe is the fact that Bill was smiling when he heard about an irate customer. So yeah, somebody who can, first of all, have this kind of a spread, and second of all, someone who, gets, who can smile in the face of adversity. So with that, why don't we just bring our fearless leader, Bill? Because Bill, once you told me about this iconic story, which I hear so often, about how the game was used in Johannesburg. Uh, it was during the early stages of the game. So why don't you share with our listeners the Johannesburg story? Yeah, no, no. It was actually about two to three weeks after this session that we had in Chicago. And I was on my, on my way to a customer advisory council with about 40 customers. And um, it was an all-day session. And we had about a 90-minute session, which was a, a customer roundtable. Just the customers speaking, them speaking about their uh, key issues that they were having. Well, it started off, and, and one of our largest customers that runs our largest, um, uh, a large services business in, in Africa, um, the CIO started by saying, um, well, I don't know about you guys, but with this, with our cloud solution and all of these quarterly releases, we're inundated with in- innovations and, in- and information. You, we get these 500-page release documents that we have to, to read, and, you know, quite honestly, we can't keep up with it. Right. And, and I was actually the only one representing, if you will, the product in the room. And so they kind of put me on the spot and they said, well, you know, Bill, how can you guys help us adapt your innovations faster? Because, you know, sometimes we get excited about stuff and then we find out we have to pay more for it. Right. And so, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening and, and in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I start to tell the story about this company in Chicago, and I tell the story about the experience that they had and that we've got a new innovation that we're really going to be investing in. Long story short, we started investing in the, the, the gamification. We took it to the, the next level. This large services company and the CIO that had uh, you know, some of the biggest <laughs> issues at the table um, – she invited her COO, she invited the CFO, and 50 of their top business leaders, and we were able to, to really drive you know, the next level of the gamification. So, so this was truly a, a customer-driven um, um, approach and a customer-evolved uh, approach, and, you know, which really helps us make sure that it works. Absolutely, Bill. And while I still have you here, you know, I partially know the answer to this question because Saurabh already mentioned the fact that you can smile in the face of adversity. When there's an irate customer, you see an opportunity. But with that said, was there ever a moment of perhaps skepticism or concern that, well, they're already annoyed. I don't know if we bring something new, how they might react or could this be risky to bring something so innovative to the table? What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was ever skeptical because I, I sometimes say that, that I'm a millennial trapped in a Generation X body, right? And so innovation and anything we can do to improve the customer experience, I'm all for, right? And if, if it doesn't work, we can course correct. So, so never skeptical. Uh, cautious and concerned about how customers re- will react always, right? Um, some people would describe me as a belt and suspender man, right? Which means if one belt breaks, I want my pants to, hold, to stay up, right? So I, I need two. And, and the other thing that I was really concerned about was just how different customers would react in different uh, cultures, right? right. Um, and and I, I have to tell you, you know, one of the, the biggest issues that we had is, is not how cultures or how companies reacted and how customers reacted. A lot of it was just internal SAPers um, mm. and how they were perceiving the, anytime you said the word gamification, they're like, oh, well, we're a German company, right? We, we have to be, you know, uh, structured and engineering-based and fact-based, right? So, so again, not skeptical, um, concerned, always concerned about what customers think, but I can tell you that very quickly subsided with the experience that we had with customers. Absolutely, Bill. And Bill brings up a great point, you know, the fact that we often hear this objection that, oh, this would never fly in my culture, my region, my country, or my industry, my industry, aerospace and defense. This would never fly Uh, even though they're aerospace. Sorry for the terrible aerospace pun. I had to do it, you guys. But with that said, Sora, let me ask you, what do the numbers say? Because at the end of the day, numbers speak for themselves. How many countries has the game been played in? And just talk about the diversity of our customers, the various industries they come from, and all of that. Uh, Absolutely, Akshi. So as, as Bill said, right, we have grown a long way. So as of now, today, where we stand, we have done over 200 customer workshops in over 42 countries. And it's not just in English. Guess what? We have done the workshops in Spanish, Russian, Chinese, and Japanese. And Mm -hmm. all these translations have been made by their own uh, local regional teams with no funding from our side. And to add to that, you know, uh, we are discussing this uh, objection saying that, hey, this gamification is just a fad, may not work. We are all about engineering and technology. Right. So let, let me clear if, uh, if a myth, let me bust a myth. Uh, gamification is not a fad or a hype. Gamification is science, regardless of the culture you are in. As humans, all of us generate in our brains the happy hormones, the dopamines, when we play a game or when we interact with someone, right? happy, having a good conversation, right? Regardless of your culture. So anytime people come and tell me, you know what, will this work? I just ask them this one question. Do you want your customers to be happy? Do you want them to smile? Yeah. And they say, yeah, of course. Then I ask them, why are you being the gatekeeper? Right. Please don't put your bias. Let the customer judge it for themselves. And then all I do is just send them the customer testimonials we have internally. And they look at the video and they're like, wow, how, where do I block your calendar? So that's, that's how it happens, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You bring up a fantastic point, Saurabh. And I just thought about that when you were saying this, you know, we often say the cliche that treat others how you would want to be treated. So yeah, anybody who is perhaps being a gatekeeper or who is skeptical, what do you like? Do you like the 300 slide death by PowerPoint or do you like to play games and figure it out for yourself? So with that said, Saurabh, I can imagine our audiences might be very excited. Okay, what are they talking about? What is this game? The thing is, Saurabh, 
we are an audio only format and the audience can't really see the game right now now of course i will drop a video in the show notes for those who are interested to having a look but i know you're great at storytelling so why don't you go <laughs> ahead and paint a visual picture for us what does it look like what's the objective of the game who should play it how many players absolutely akhi absolutely and i'll try to make it as simple as possible to follow so first of all right the objective of this entire so called virtual scps for hana board game the objective of this exercise is to help our customers uh, discover the solution capabilities and business value with their teams right so it's a discovery exercise which is team based now how does it look like what's the design so we have a very simple philosophy in our team if we want our customers to do something we have to make it easy so instead of trying to redesign and create a new game what we did was we used the one of the most popular designs we used a monopoly design and a jeopardy design so we have two different types of games one is called the operational board game and the other is called the business trivia game the operational board game is designed like a monopoly board game so think of it as a a flat structure with multiple tiles tiles at the periphery with different colors and mm. each colors representing different business areas and solution capabilities now the players start from the start position and they go around in the clockwise picking each capability having a discussion and deciding if this is relevant or not and for their actions they rewarded points so we have a scoreboard it is competitive and the players compete with each other to identify maximum relevant capabilities we also have a team captain who makes sure that everybody is participating so that everybody have their say and the whole process is much more democratic and at the end of the exercise in as less as 60 to 90 minutes sometimes even 45 minutes the players discover the best of capabilities relevant for them the value drivers which will help their kpis and also apart from these two outputs of having their own road map and value map they also create create a sense of uh, camaraderie teamwork and empathy among themselves and it also helps build the relationship with sap and the customer so this was the operational game which is focused around solution capabilities in the monopoly design for all the seven line of businesses paid sales finance procurement manufacturing so on but also for all the 25 sap industries so if you are coming from consumer products we have a game focused only for you if you have coming from aerospace we have a game specifically focused around aerospace mm. capabilities so this was the operational game the second game is a business trivia this is shorter game designed in the jeopardy format here in as less as 30 minutes the business executives the cxos who do not have the time or do not care about the feature functionalities they can understand the business value drivers the financial impact areas and how it impacts their whole organization and how can they improve the pnl and th- this game is fantastic for the business users because very early on in the discovery stage often the customers do not have uh, exposure to uh, business value and this is what we can accomplish in as less as 30 minutes now one of the important questions which our listeners would be interested to know is okay this sounds all fancy but we do not have a budget right now to just have a discovery session so how right. expensive is this right 
Okay, the good news. This is completely free of cost. Both the games, the operational board game for capabilities, the business trivia game for the value drivers, both of them are completely free. All we need our listeners to have an open mind, reach out to us with their teams, and let's have some fun. Well, wonderful, Saurabh. And what you just mentioned, the fact that you have something for all the lines of businesses and all of the industries, that reminded me of something very important when it comes to game design. And that was when I was talking to Dr. Barry Fishman in episode 64, and he had mentioned that the game design should be such that it takes from the subject matter that you're trying to teach or the subject matter that we're trying to explore. And what that means is that we can't be lazy. We can't just be throwing gamification elements at something and hope that hope and pray that, okay, this would be exciting, this would be fun, and this would somehow stick and it would somehow make sense. And the example that was discussed during that episode was that there was this math solving game for young students. And they could solve some problems and then they could shoot some lasers into space. Well, what ended up happening, instead of inspiring the love for the math subject, students started to hate math because math problems, what was standing in the way of them being able to shoot lasers into space. So one has to be careful while using gamification and the fact that you have taken the industry, the fact that we have taken the LOVs, what the customer really cares for, their challenges into the equation, that is very, very important. And Saurabh, I also enjoyed, and I think the listeners would also like the fact that the audience, the person who plays the game, the customer, they get tangible takeaways. Actually, you bring an amazing point, right? The game execution has to be perfect. It's not just throwing a game and we can expect a successful workshop. So when we start the game, we do a right expectation setting, right? Mm -hmm. We give them superpowers. We make the customers feel like superheroes for the day. We give them avatars where they can actually pick up and be a Superman or a Batman. So they feel empowered. Now, whether the customer is looking at a pre-sales activity or they're not new to SAP, it's completely alien to them, or it's a post-sale activity. So listeners, the game is available for both your pre-sales and post-sales. So whether you are on SAP or are looking to come to SAP S4HANA, you are welcome to play the game. We can help you in both innovation awareness and also innovation adoption and innovation acceleration, right? right? Because you don't know what you don't know. And we are there to help you. So you will be the superhero for that day and will help you discover these capabilities step by step. Now, you said the magic word. You said superheroes. And I'll tell you why that is the magic word, Saurabh. Because Nabil is on the call with us. And both you and Nabil, you are gamification design experts. This is one of your interest areas. And Saurabh, you were mentioning how our game is designed similar to Monopoly. Now... Monopoly is a very popular game. However, having said that, as far as I'm concerned, I hate Monopoly. And hate is a strong word, but there's a reason why, y'all. It is not fun. Let's be real. It is not fun. It is long. The winners keep winning. The losers keep losing. It never ends. Oh, my God. It never ends. Now, there's a reason why that is. And we did discuss this in episode 64 as well. It started off as the landlord's game. It was supposed to be educational about how monopolies work in the real world, and that is not supposed to be fun. But with that said, we have taken inspiration from Monopoly, Nabil, and Saurabh already mentioned something about superheroes. So what are we doing to offset the not-so-fun aspects of Monopoly and make it more playable, make it more fun, make it more exciting for our players? 
So Akshay, you're absolutely right. But we are not making the game ourselves, right? In the in my last podcast, I mentioned something about design sprint, mm. where we are taking the inputs from a larger target group, asking them ideas, and then implementing in real time to address that, right? So similarly, Sora mentioned about the 200 workshops, and the game design that we had at the beginning or at our first workshop is very different from what we have right now, mm. uh, and that is because we evolved as we got feedback through. Our customers through our internal stakeholders. Uh, so during this evol- evol- evolution, uh, what we saw are a couple of USPs that makes it very interesting. Sora mentioned about avatars. So if someone is playing the game, we don't want to address them by their name uh, because if I call Bill, then it becomes a very uh, formal discussion. We don't want that. We want this to be a very uh, casual discussion where we try to understand the strategic priorities with the customers we try to understand what they want from sap in a very fun and engaging way right so mm. bill can be batman during our uh, gameplay and that becomes very interesting because i'm at masking batman the question's not bill the question right? right so that's that is the power of avatar the second uh, usp uh, to make it interesting and to uh, make our customers speak more and share their experiences are the mystery boxes so we have the concept of mystery box where one you can increase your point by exploring more content on our side you can see a dbs you can see a rockstar capability and get 100 points or 200 points and two it it helps us also understand your experiences and what you want from sap so that we hear it directly from the customers and with everyone on the call we record those statements so that we can address that problem after the session right right away right so this is what is making our game very engaging and very uh, interesting for the customers Absolutely and dear listeners I must mention why I personally love mystery boxes so much. So as most of you know if you follow the podcast that I am an alum of the Presales Academy and right coming out of Presales Academy I had all this energy and I was excited to share all the good stuff that I had learned. And I had this bad habit of injecting machine learning, artificial intelligence, internet of things into every demo even if it made sense or not. Yes, I also cringe. very very embarrassing but the beauty of the mystery boxes is that it is gamified it is there uh, say if a customer goes to jail they want to bail themselves out all they can do is they can read about internet of things and this ends up being an educational exercise they can be like oh well that's interesting could we use it maybe not maybe we can maybe in 5 years and that's what i love about it so instead of me looking clueless talking about intelligent technologies and the customer saying you know nothing about our business we're not ready for that they do this as a part of an activity and it just uh, piques their interest they get excited they get interested but nabil while i'll still have you there i see that you're wearing a duke university shirt and you know innovation happens when you put a lot of brilliant minds together and you you know hinted towards this a little bit earlier there was a collaboration that you did with duke university students which was a part of the creation of the game so go ahead and share with us your experience of collaborating with these diverse young minds what was the process like what outcomes did we get and perhaps what feedback have you heard from the students how helpful was it for them yeah so akshi I'm a Duke alum now, but not so long ago I was a student, and uh, I was just a mediator in this process. It was the leadership of Bill, Saurabh, 
to drive the collaboration and also the leadership at dukes on the dukes end uh, who has made this possible this collaboration possible and it was a wonderful opportunity for the students because i got the opportunity to work with saurabh and bill on this interesting project but all the other students were asking me uh, nabil can we also help right so to make that possible uh, we we i i went ahead and spoke to the dean and he also agreed that we need this collaboration because it will help with our industry projects at duke right so we had uh, the product management club and the consulting club working on on this very use case of gamification with us and the outcome was interesting because not only the students were able to grasp the concept of sap s4 hana what are the capabilities in just two two months with us but they also came up with a very interesting game which saurabh was talking about uh, the jeopardy based business Uh, game where the KPIs were linked to value drivers, right? And you can choose the uh, as a as a business executive from a company like a CEO or a CFO. You can come in in fifteen twenty minutes. You can choose the important value drivers that are linked to the KPIs at SAP. So this is the power of that game, and. the and and this was created in 2 months by the duke team now i have my linkedin open and recently we had this game showcase to customers at spain right and in the, that linkedin post i can still see the comments of the students who worked on this project and this tells us how still they are they are even they are at, at different companies working they still connected and their heart is still with this project so i can see tarunam johan and the whole team ayush revati uh, comments and comments in front of me and that makes us very proud that they still remember us and that was the impact of our project in their career yes yeah. shout out to the duke team thank you so much for that and with that sorob let me pivot to you a little bit because you know we just spoke about the educational aspect of the game and you mentioned it's not just a post sale pre sale activity at the end of the day it really tells us about sap's various capabilities and how and not just i wouldn't even say it tells us about sap's capability it tells how a customer can utilize how it makes sense for the customer so with that said uh, we not only do these workshop for customers we also do it for a plethora of other audiences tell us a little more about those kind of workshops that we do sure sure absolutely akshi and yes you shout out to the duke duke students and nabil thanks for refreshing my memory uh, this was a wonderful collaboration and thanks you for taking the lead in that so students uh, they are our future uh, uh, consultants they are future leaders of tomorrow right so uh, as you know we do a lot of research nabil and i and uh, bill we were discussing in our last call actually uh, uh, that in, in developed countries the millennials spend by the age of 21 almost 10000 hours playing game and on social media be tiktok facebook or playing online games multiplayer games now 10000 hours is very interesting because the actual number of hours spent by students in the us from class 5 to high school graduation is actually 10080 it is also an interesting number because if you read the book outlier by uh, malcolm gladwell there is this uh, theory of 10000 hours of success if an individual spends 10000 hours to focus on a difficult task not not a tedious task a difficult mentally challenging task he or she can be the expert of that uh, domain across the globe he can be the next bill gates mm. or the next chess uh, grandmaster now think of all these uh, gamers out there right who are spending 10000 hours playing games and on social media what if we can challenge all this energy 
into something much more purposeful for the society how what if we could embed gamification in the learning aspect there's a parallel stream of education which is running which is not fruitful right now right and right. that's what we are trying to do not just for our sap for profit customers as you know sap cares and has a lot of uh, work streams for our society part of our uh, non profit initiative so our team uh, under bills guidance have been uh, working with universities uh, high schools and also the us veterans the us army part of their back to work program where we help them understand the sap solutions using the gamification approach and every time we do a workshop with this high school high school students we are welcome with a cheer is not a automated cheer we see the students on the classroom akshay you were with me yes. in the classroom right when we did yes. this uh, workshop with uh, the uh, high school in uh, houston and yes. we had over 100 students clapping yes so so listeners can you imagine the the motivation which um, we get from those workshops now that brings us to question number 2 for our listeners have you ever been part of gamification in learning in your own personal journey it can be as simple as flash cards for your vocabulary or chemistry formulas mm-hmm. so what are some some of the tips and tricks you have used either with yourself with your friends please share with us at least one trick gamification in learning so that's question number 2 Absolutely. Thank you so much. And listeners, you heard the challenge. Share with us your examples of how you use gamification to help with your learning. Now, now that we're talking about students and how students get excited about the game, my next question is for Bill. Bill, with the game, we are bringing a board game into the boardroom. and that very premise can raise some eyebrows. Now, you did speak about like some might say that, well, this won't work in my culture. but there might be some who might dismiss it even earlier than that they might say listen bill this is childish and a salesperson might feel that it's way too risky that okay this is juvenile the customer is already annoyed and now you're saying let's play a game so how do you convince folks to look past their discomfort yeah no that's it's a great question and and actually let me let me tell us a story going back to your question about uh concern and and skeptical as i said never skeptical but a bit concerned so this game that came out from the the duke uh engagement right this jeopardy game this business trivia trivia game for executives so so this was on a wednesday i think when the duke team shared it with me and we had an engagement that we had planned with a large retail customer and the nordics uh the following week and um we we i had a usual call with with uh, sarab and and the bill on on friday and they said hey we want to use this uh jeopardy game with this retail customer next week and i'm like you 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 what <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm like it just came off the off the uh, conveyor belt from from duke are you kidding me well of course I I I trust and and I and I trusted Sarab and Nabil and we had a review with the accounting. We took them through exactly what we were going to do. By the way, this is one of the few meetings in between the lockdowns of COVID where the team in um at Copenhagen was actually able to be in the same room as the customer. We were remote, but we get ready and we're having this this session with the Jeopardy game with the CFO and his team of this large retail company. So you can imagine how big this is. Well, 
we get to the point of assigning the avatars. Mm. And, and Saab says, can you each pick us an avatar? And the, the salesperson, the, the sales executive who we debriefed totally, told him exactly what we we're going to do, walked him through the experience. He said, oh, no, no, um, Bill, Saab, we can skip that part. You know, that, that's, that, yeah. we really don't need that part. The CFO of this large retail company said, no, I'm the Hulk. So we're going to select that. So after that, the entire team of the CFO, of course, if he's the Hulk, they're going to be something, right? So, right. so they immediately selected the, you know, their avatar. So I didn't really answer your question, right, in that how, how do you get this in the boardroom, what have you. As I said before, the nature of a lot of times SAPers and the way we've worked in the past, the experience that we've created, is to be a bit more conservative, to be – Okay, the, is this going to work? But what I what I can tell you is a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent. There's not a lot of things in life you could say a hundred percent of the time. The customers were engaged. The customers had fun. The customers saw value in in this approach, right? So, I, I always like to say success uh, speaks for itself, right? Right. And, uh, that's that's the facts. And speaking of 100% of the time, I know for a fact, because I have seen the numbers, that it is not a small number. So, Saurabh, it is your time to shine. Go flex the numbers on us. How many <laughs> workshops have been, been done? 100% of what? Yeah, actually, great, uh, great question. Uh, so, it's very difficult to answer because if I start counting the internal workshops, it's well over 1,000 workshops. Mm. The game is now part of the new hire boot camp. We have an open SAP course out there, which is again free. So listeners, go to opensap.com. You can find the course on gamification with SAP as for HANA. And customer workshops, I already told you, 200 plus workshops in all, over 42 countries, multiple languages. We have half a dozen universities and schools using it. But I would like to highlight uh, the work uh, Nabil started uh, uh, doing when he joined our team. This was when also COVID also started, right? Right. So we had a physical game that had a constraint. Now, thanks to the collaboration with Nabil, Nabil and I, we created a virtual version of the game. And Nabil, uh, with his technical skills, also automated some of the features with the game. Nabil and we also have Suesh on our team. Suesh is not on the call today. So we were able to add a lot of features. So we spoke about mystery boxes, avatar, and with all these features and on a virtual PowerPoint on steroids with, with frugal investments, we were able to exponentially increase the usage of the game across the globe. And to date, we are at a point where our calendars are blocked and we are trying to have more workshops, accommodate, accommodate more workshops using a franchisee model where we share our content with regional, regional teams and the regional teams are running the workshops on their own. So actually to answer your question, 1,000 plus workshops worldwide and 200 plus uh, customer workshops in 42 countries in five languages. Absolutely, yes. A plethora of workshops have been done and they have been made possible because of the kind of automation we have uh, used within the PowerPoint, uh, within the virtual board game. And when I say PowerPoint, you all, you cannot imagine unless you have seen it for yourself, how seamless it is. Even I had no idea before I saw the game, the way it looks, that PowerPoint could actually be that powerful. So with that, Saurabh, we have been saying, I mean, the, the game's name is S4 HANA virtual board game. So should say perhaps an Ariba customer say, well, not for me, or is there something for everyone here? 
yes there there is and actually thanks to you so uh, listeners most of you know akshi is a in the previous lives he was uh, a aripa pre sales so with a collaboration with akshi and the aripa center of excellence team we created the intelligent spend management game where we not only focus on sps forana but we also have aripa field glass and kankar right so we bring the best of all the capabilities in spend management and you can cover them in just one workshop in 60 minutes build your spend management roadmap and that's available right now wonderful and as we get closer to the end of the podcast bill i need to ask you this question is that i know you often emphasize on this that when it comes to our sales individuals or even if we step away from sales if we just talk about a company's digital transformation it cannot be limited to an it based conversation digital transformation cannot occur without business transformation so how do you think the game has helped bridge the gap between the it the cio office to actually bringing business onto the table no that's great uh question actually i mean one of the things that's strong about sap and how we built our companies we we have a great relationship with the cio and the cio staff the technology we have world class technology we also have a great relationship with business because we power business success at companies however we don't always engage as much as we should with the business to get them involved in how we can best uh, address their issues and how we can address uh, their issues over time and and i think when we talk about cloud and and the way companies want to consume innovation today it's all about uh, rapid innovation adoption and it's all about solve my immediate business issues today and solve my next business issues tomorrow and 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 so the expectations by customers are are a lot greater and i think that's the reason why you know this gamification approach is coming at a perfect time right because as as sap really transitions from you know being the trusted provider of ERP technology to being the trusted provider of a business platform for companies going forward in the cloud we really needed to to transform the way we we change we engage with customers end to end and this is just one example of how we're driving that transformation and why the connection with the business is so key right because that real time um understanding of what you can do for me in constant refreshing of that plan um and using fun approaches not death by powerpoint is where it's all at and speaking of transforming the way we engage with our customers our game itself is going through a transformation now sorbin nabil i know no spoilers but it is going through a makeover there is some digitization on the horizon so sorbin nabil tell us about it so akshi uh, we don't want to spill any beans because this is a new year surprise for our customers right so we want to take this game to the new level with strategic tools at sap like value life cycle manager and we want to make sure that the customer completes their roadmap and goes to business case in 60 minutes so that's just i want to reveal right now but over to saurabh for any other news on this nabil you said it i will keep mum audience listeners all we can say you is that what you have just seen the virtual version is just level 1 level 2 it's a starter of the game nabil and myself along with akshay bill and the team are working on the epic version which will be unveiled on akshay's podcast new year 2022 this is going to be completely digital integrated with end to end value discovery 
and dot 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 that's all that's all so see you guys on the next podcast game on and with that let's come to question 3 so listeners we have been speaking about a lot of different types of games now what are the two types of virtual sap s4hana games available today we referred to the games multiple times akshi bill nabil and myself if you have taken a note or can go and play back the recording what are the two types of sap s4hana virtual games available today so send your answers for the three questions to akshi and we'll have the winners announced in the next podcast and you have your question number 3 so with that saurabh if we have some audience members who are like well we are excited for our new year present but i want to engage right now can i have a workshop tomorrow so where can they get in touch with all of us and how can uh, they also have a gamified experience a gamified workshop for themselves absolutely actually we are uh, ready we and we are uh, happy to have the workshops with our global customers so there are multiple ways you can reach out you can email us there is a smart sheet which actually has provided the link there is a sap blog you can go and even put your request on the blog just reach out to us and we are happy to play the workshop with you Absolutely I'll be placing all of that information in the show notes along with their social so you can go ahead and say a quick hi and let them know that you're interested in playing the game. So with that said, thank you so much for joining the SAP Experts podcast. You have your three questions, send your answers to me and we have a surprise for you. With that, thank you so much for joining Saurabh, Bill and Nabil. Thank you actually uh, completely a pleasure and listeners Play on. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.